Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Believe in Falcons. I am your host, Will McFadden. We have another victory to break down. The Atlanta Falcons knocked off the Houston Texans 21-19. It was a big bounce-back game. It was another home win. And here to get into all of it with me, as always, is former Falcons fullback Ovi Mihaly. Ovi, oh, it feels so good to be back on the uh, in the winning column, doesn't it? it's it's part feel good part just relief like i saw things going off the rails and us eating our you know firstborn it was like imploding from within and people weren't happy (laughs) it was that bad already damn uh, it it was it was it was getting to the point where not just fans but there were a couple players because i had some inside sources that there were a couple players that thought we were gonna have a zach wilson is it Zach Wilson's name uh, yeah. from the Jets? Yeah, yeah Wilson, exactly. Mm-hmm. A Zach Wilson type of situation to where defense is playing well. And if we only had a quarterback, if we only had <laughs> just the bare bones of mediocrity, we would just win games. And two wins, I mean, two losses made things get a little shakier than they should have been, but, but we're back on the right track and it feels good. So I'm excited and I'm relieved that. We don't have to go searching high and low for somebody else as of now. But, you know, hey, as of still now. out. But but right now we're, we're in a good place. I mean, it's what we do, man, right? It's a week it to week. We just swing wildly in one direction. <laughs> the sky is falling one week. When you win, everything is gravy. And all that matters is that this is one of those weeks where they won. So we get to we get to sit here. We get to beat our chest and say, hey, look, everything is OK. Take a beat. Pump the brakes. We got some time to get it corrected because that's the luxury you're afforded when you leave the stadium with a win. And they did. And you kind of touched on the two biggest parts, which we're going to dive into. It is Desma Ritter, the redemption game. He kind of, you know, did he truly answer some questions or is this just the good version of Desma Ritter and what it can look like when it all goes well? You and I will unpack that. But then also, I mean... I want to spend a lot of time on Atlanta's defense. And that's probably where I want to start today because the, like, it, there's nothing else I need to see. This is, as no. long as they're able to stay healthy, this is a good unit. This is a, a unit that is going to be able to win you some games. And I would argue they won today's game more oh, so yeah. even than Desmond Ritter, even though, again, Desmond Ritter was, was kind of great. Even the more I think about it, like the better I think he played today. Um, so, so we're going to get into all of that. But first, football is back. And Bet Online is the number one information source for all your sports wagering info with all the up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with BetOnline's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoff and Super Bowl, BetOnline gives you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Ovi, let's start with the defense, shall we? What'd you think of their performance today? 
Ooh, we somebody's get Terry Fontenot, give him like an MVP award right now. <laughs> like, you know, say carry him off the stand the, uh, the field on his right shoulders. He's done such a great job. We've seen him do it so many times over uh the pond in New Orleans. But to come to <laughs> over the pond, is that over the, the, the pond is in New Orleans, Orleans over a pond? <laughs> it's it's it, it felt right. It, it was wrong in every level, but it felt right in here. Uh he came here and did what he said he was going to do. He came here and did what he was supposed to do, what we wanted him to do. Give us finally a competent defense. Give us a danger defense. Give us a defense that people, you know, a little wary about. They have to game plan for. They have to work around. Our defense has never been that. And now we are someone to reckon with. We're, we're out of the, the, the basement sellers of being 27th, 28th, 31st. The, the worst defense in the league has been our title more years than not. And now – we have weapons. We have guys who are, yeah. are you know, getting offenses a little worried. We're pressuring. We're rushing people. We're holding teams to, to 14 uh, yards on uh, rushing the ball in, in one half. We're getting <laughs> quarterbacks like C.A. Shrouds, six, seven points in the last two games, and now they're struggling to even to get a, a, a touchdown uh, against us. So this is exciting to watch, and this gives – it sets the table for Desmond Ritter to just – Come in there and be average to good and win games because the defense is taking care of things. So it's great to watch the defense, defense. And we could have been even better. You know, my Wake Forest brother, Jesse Bates, missed some opportunities. Defense missed some opportunities, close to getting some sacks. So we did mm-hmm. good and we weren't even, you know, hitting on all cylinders. So it's exciting to know that at our best, we could be even scarier than we were today. I think the key thing is that when you've got a unit playing like this, you feel as though you're going to be in every game. And that's really where it starts. And in this league, we see every single week that there are teams that probably shouldn't win that are able to kind of keep things close. And then they do get a player too late down the stretch where it kind of flips the game. And there's not enough time for the better team on paper to kind of pick up ground and come back. That happens all the time. The Falcons are actually a good enough team to kind of go toe to toe and beat a lot of the bad teams. And their schedule is getting a little bit harder with each passing week. Cause some of these teams we didn't expect to be very good are better than we thought. And Houston yep. is one of those teams. So I think given the way that Atlanta's defense was able to, they allowed some of the explosive plays. That's what Houston's offense was really built on. I thought the absence of tank Dell when he went down and, and kind of left the game That did change stuff uh, for Houston's offense. His speed was really threatening for Atlanta uh, while he was out there on the field. So when he went down and out, that that did change stuff. But the Falcons were still able to get off the field with field goals instead of touchdowns. And those are four-point swings. And you saw that, yeah, yeah, even though Houston was kind of getting that rhythm earlier and they were building the momentum and it felt like they were kind of the only ones moving the ball, they weren't getting six points out of those those drives or seven points. You know, they were just getting field goals, and that allows one touchdown by Atlanta to really kind of cut into that lead. Um, I so that is kind of what's been the most impressive thing about Atlanta's defense, <laughs> frankly, the entire season is their ability to get off the field on third down. And Houston's offense was so good coming into this game; they were fourth best on third down yeah. in the NFL. And they were just uh, four of 13 in this game. I mean, wow. Yeah. And it's, it's the newcomer. So I like that you pointed out Terry Fontenot because they 
really, I think, used their money wisely this offseason in transforming this defense because we're seeing contributions from basically all the newcomers. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the newcomers. And again, I, I go to this guy because I played against him. He's that long of the two. Calais <laughs> Campbell should not be as effective as he is. Calais yeah. Campbell should not be as disrupt- disruptive as he is. But <laughs> Terry Fontenot knew that he had enough left in the tank that he was worth bringing down here. Worth, you know, of course, the the mentorship and the, the leader role he's going to fill because he's an amazing human being. But to actually mm-hmm. be a dominant force against these these young 23, 24, 25, 26 year old offensive linemen, and he's, you know, d- dang near 40, to be pushing <laughs> these guys back, to be hitting moves, and to making their quarterback uncomfortable, that's, that's amazing. And everybody's participating in a way to where you feel like it, it, it's one unit. So hats off to the defensive coordinator. We haven't talked about him enough. We haven't talked about how he's got these guys to buy in to a new philosophy and to play together. We haven't seen a Falcons defense in a very, very long time. Yeah. And it, it really is kind of a <clears throat> contributions from a lot of different people on one play. It's Calais Campbell on the next play. It's Caden Ellis, Nate Landman. I thought D Alford had a really good game in yeah. the, in the nickel, even though he tends to be the corner, I think that's getting picked on the most, but he's also making a lot of plays. You know, he, he's really kind of, Like he mixes it up in in a fun way in the way that you want a corner to, right? Like the receivers are going to get theirs. That's part of their their job. And that's why they get paid too. But yeah, but then you come back and you're making huge tackles for losses or or breaking the ball up at the uh, point of of the catch. So yeah, it's just really inspiring to see the defense now over a five-game sample size play well. Because that, again, this is real. This is something that we should expect week in and week out. Now, there may be one game where you run into kind of a buzz off an offense that's hot and stuff just goes wrong because that will happen. But like I said, you you expect to be in each game now yep. just because of the way your defense is playing. But Desmond Ritter, if he can play more like this, you're going to be winning a lot more games than you're <clears> just <throat> in. I mean, let's let's uh, I'm going to let you have the floor here, Ovi. What what did you see from Desmond Ritter? I saw a man that, despite what quarterbacks say all the time, they don't watch TV, they don't listen to the radio, they don't read the news clippings. <laughs> I saw a man who probably heard some of the the, the, the chirping, probably heard some of the, think? the back you and think? forth. I think I think he heard just a little bit of uh, me and you talking about: Is he the guy? <laughs> Can he do it? We don't know if Britt is going to be the quarterback for the future. There was a lot of talk, and it was hard not to because he was playing so bad. And I think that he knows that. And we were all just bewildered and trying to figure out what the heck's going on because he's had so much time as a starting quarterback in college and wasn't the one and done because he was supposed to be mature and be able to be, at the very least, a good game manager. We're not expecting him to go crazy and brainy mode, activate. No, we just want you to make good decisions throw the ball as well as a high school college quarterback can do, you know, you know, not intercept, intercept it, take care of it. And he wasn't doing that. So he watched, listened, and learned from all the crap out there and came back with his best game ever and shut you up, shut me up, or now <laughs> shut everybody up. The fans even. The fans couldn't say anything. They're 
just all over my timeline, people apologizing, saying, oh, say that now. The uh, uh, public, uh, um, uh, what's it called? The public display of lashing out and Brenner, there needs to be a public apology. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I hear you, but Zach Wilson also had, had a great game. And does that mean Zach Wilson's back? Ritter had a great game. Does that mean he's back? Oh, we didn't have just a, a great game. You know, Tony Gonzalez, Ray Lewis, I'm not putting myself in those categories, but a, a, a great game I is would. a great game. I put you up there. Yeah, well, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> a great game is a great game. Having great games consistently is what makes yep. you a great player. It's the Kirk so, Cousins problem. It's why right? Kirk, Cousins, like, Kirk Cousins has games that are as good as like anybody. He'll have 420 yeah. yards and four touchdowns. Yeah, but it's like show where yeah, I was like, oh, the next I'm week he just doesn't. This guy needs to be on Netflix every year. He's to make. I was a Kirk cousin, a cousin <laughs> believer. I love his family. I love his faith. I love how yeah. he, you know. I, I was like, this guy is great. So this year he just he is just you know the bed. He's he's not something's right. going on. So we so, so we can't sit there and say you've shown it to us for long enough that we all just agree. And now we're not going to be asking that question about you. He's never gotten over that hump, and that's that's where Desmond Rudder has won. He's got yes. one. This yeah, is what yes. it should look like. This is great. Exactly. So it is. And it's hard for us in the media. We need to have <laughs> the correct response for this game, which is hats off, Desmond Ritter. You showed us you can be the quarterback we all thought you could. And actually, better than what we thought he could. I wasn't thinking he's going to – because we, we talked about this. Can he give us that Matt Ryan, Tom Brady moment, two-minute drill? We need to score. Get us down the field. Did a little bit in Green Bay and, and showed us here, like, unequivocally, he can get it done. It was great because – he threw the ball where it needs to be. He made good decisions. He said it was sharp, and and I just didn't think he had it in him. Now, prove it to me that this wasn't a fluke. Prove this to me that you could do this, you know, repeatedly and have this level of play. Get rid of those two games where you lost, and it was partly because of your poor play that we got the L. Get rid of that and, and now have this new mindset of, I'm not going back there. I'm not going to be the reason we lose. I'm going to do everything I can to put us in position to win, which is all we ask. And then I'm going to be able to to say with confidence, Desmond Ritter is an NFL quarterback that the Falcons can rely on to get us into playoffs and to win playoff games. Super Bowl, I'm still not there yet, but (laughs) I, I, I want him to be able to win us playoff games. And this type of performance can do that. Just can't he do this more than once? Yeah, I mean, you're the one that said last week that he wasn't going anywhere, right? That yeah, the Falcons were, were going to stick with him. And Marcus and Mariota was, was here. We rode that <laughs> Mariota yeah. train up and down that roller coaster. We didn't go nowhere with Mariota. So, and this, I mean, yeah, this is why they're like, this is the good. Like, this is what you are hoping this investment. This is his ninth start. Like, he's not even through he like literally just basically crossed that halfway hump in the 17 game season so we can all just chill out but the the two minute drill was surgical like i that was that was amazing man that was perfect execution he was five for five on that two minute drill for 44 yards including like that 23 yard just strike to drake london that that won the game for them we had like we had too much time. We had, we had, we had to, oh, we had too much, so much time. We got to figure out. <laughs> they need to, to just go out and try time. and score in a minute forty each time they have the ball. Is that what you're saying? Two minute drill for what? It's a minute forty drill. He he had <laughs> like this done with time to spare, and I, it was curious. Like I, I wanted, like, hey, let him score. 
but I didn't want to, you know, go do too much. And we have coup. Like I didn't, most- I just really didn't want them to score because <laughs> I wanted to preserve that like non-touchdown day for the defense. Yeah. At that point, yeah. that meant something to me, even though that that was not gonna be my accolade in any way, shape, or form. I just personally wanted that for yeah. the defense. Understandable. I, I I just wanted him to show show off. I, I, I go off, young man. You know, rumble, young man, rumble. Like <laughs> yeah. he was on a roll. I was like, let, let let the man cook. Let the man. He's cooking. Let him cook. It, it was so much fun to watch. I, I was sitting here in uh you know my little theater man cave, and you know the kids were watching TV over there. I was watching the football game over there, and we were just like, oh, I, I was yelling and screaming at him. I'm like, Daddy, you okay? I'm okay. Come on, Daz. Let's go. Come on. I was. <laughs> It was fun, man. You know, would love to be at the game, but sitting here at home, it was it was a good time watching Falcons football and seeing that kick go through. And man, I bet it was. I mean, you were there. I bet it was yeah. just like loud in the stadium. Dude, I bet people, it was. People were, were into it. It was as loud as uh, as I've heard it in in a while. I mean, it, but it was it was a weird kind of crowd because you, on the one hand, could sense the importance of this game. And more people showed up than I initially thought were going to. Yeah. But they were testy to begin with. When the Falcons went three and out to start the game, like there were legitimate boos. It was like two minutes into the game and already people are booing. And I was like, wow, okay, it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those games. But then yeah. they come out and they kind of get things going a little bit. I the defense playing well early gave the fans at least something to cheer about. So people settled down, but in the fourth quarter, especially, I mean, in the second half, mostly because turnovers, uh, you know, aside and and we'll get into the turnovers here in, in one second. But you felt like the offense had figured something out. You know, they were starting to get some successful plays. They were starting to move the ball. They just up until they were scoring touchdowns. They, they weren't. They were turning the ball over. But the the energy in the building just built and built and built and exploded on that final drive and in the fourth quarter. And it that, more than anything, was like really cool and fun to see because it, it felt like if the Falcons kind of got on, get on a roll, similar to the way in 2016, like they, early on, like that that team never clicked and, and hit its stride until late in the year and then into the playoffs. But they were like, you know, five and three, six and four all throughout the year they weren't really just nine and two but they they built enough momentum throughout the year and i feel like this second half we could look back at as like a little bit of a turning point where you say okay they figured something out and they answered a lot of questions in a big pivotal moment and it re-energized like kind of the whole fan base are you saying we can go on a Super Bowl run this year? Are you saying that? No, you know, that is not what go, I'm saying. It's just how you <laughs> you were making comparisons to uh, a Super Bowl year. I was like, I, I just want to see where you're going with that. That'd be a mighty <laughs> strong statement. For no, you to put. not not there yet. But but my okay. point is, like, I guess even that year we, we didn't pieces, really know pieces. early on. Yeah, pieces, pieces, mm-hmm. you know, that you see you build, and then you look back at these moments, and it's kind of like, oh, okay, we saw them do that earlier. So when they had to later, when it really, really mattered, we kind of knew, and they knew that they could do it. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited that this is even in the chamber. I, I didn't know the boy had it in him. So if, if he can, you know, this for all intents and purposes, rookie year, if he can, you know, 
find out who Desmond Ritter really is because I don't think he knows. I mean, I, I get it. Like my first year, I, I didn't know if I could play. My second year, you're still trying to figure out because I wasn't fully starting. But once I my third year in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens and I was a full time starter, I mm-hmm. worked all the reps with the ones. I was playing against, you know, the the starting uh, uh, defense. And, of course, they were the number one defense in the league with Ray Lewis and co. Uh, practice against me every day. I finally got to the point to where, you know, Ritter has some great throws. I had some great blocks where I'm hitting, like, Peter Bowyer. I'm going <laughs> yeah. toe-to-toe with, like, you know, these these monsters. I'm like, and I'm winning. I'm like, yo. Yeah, oh, and you're building confidence. I, and y- yeah. What? Confidence? I thought I was – I didn't know. <laughs> like, I, I felt like I could, and you told yourself you could. But when you actually do it and you consistently hit linebackers, defensive ends, and they move and they jump out the way and then they're, mm-hmm. you know, rubbing their shoulders and their necks are hurting and you hear the pop and they're not on their back. Sometimes you got them on their back. You're like, I got this. I can do this. And it just swells from there. So Ritter has to be, you know, very humble for the cameras. But behind closed doors, his, his confidence has to be swelling. His head has to be swelling in a great way saying, yo, like, I can do this because saying it, and then showing yourself or proving to yourself that you could do it, two very different things. So I hope he does not get so humble to where he does not celebrate and realize the accomplishment that he's accomplished this game because <laughs> it, it is something big and hopefully a catalyst to propel him onto a, a very lucrative and special Falcons career. It is something big and and just want to touch on his final stat line real quick because it is impressive. 28 of 37, 329 yards, one rushing touchdown, one passing touchdown. His best day as a NFL quarterback by far. Yeah. So yeah. really good to see um, at home. Do you think is is in your mind this a more impressive win because they overcame the two second half turnovers or is that a little bit of a dent in the armor of this kind of like, like a, you know, it's rubbed a little bit of the polish off of this win for you. Which, which way do you look at it? Absolutely not. Uh, it, it's impressive to uh, overcome that. Cause it's going to happen. Like B. John Robinson, I'm glad get it out the way now. Don't, don't do it in week <laughs> Man, 10 that or touchdown 11. Catch and then to redeem yourself like that. Oh my God. That's why I want, and, and don't look at it as, as a negative because you want your stars to be able to, set it and forget it or, or to, you know, clear and move on and be able mm. to still operate at a high level after a huge mistake. So you choose to see his response as like, oh, yeah. okay, the mistakes are going to happen, but to see you respond in that way, that speaks way more to me than, than just the mistake in the first place. Well, life is 10% of what happens to you and 9% of how you respond to what happens to you because everyone's going to have, you know, sh- shit happens. But shit happens. It, it's, it's a, think a statement it's like one of the commandments shit happens um like <laughs> wayne it's, gretzky uh, it, it's how you respond to it and the way that Bijan and ritter and even Janu, like his fumble he had some great catches and some great runs after the fact and yeah he could have been sat there and woe is me and i feel terrible because <laughs> you know this guy's fumbled a couple times uh now i i, I cut that crap out quick because fumbling on a team where I rarely get the ball. And when I do get the ball, they have to worry <laughs> if I'm going to hold on to it. Oh, yeah. oh I, the ball was like gone. It was a desert. Like they wouldn't even throw my well. I had to beg. The yeah, you can't the give them a reason and, not to give you the ball. What? Yeah. They already don't want to give me the, the ball. I, I get very little touches of just block for Jamal Lewis and block for Michael <laughs> Turner and make everybody else look good. Obi wants the ball. Obi doesn't get the ball, but Obi doesn't hold on to it. So, 
I got to be careful. And I was very uh, uh, intentional about not letting it just weigh me down and make me feel like, you know, I'll never get a chance again. No, I, I just kept playing. I wanted to make them feel like, oh, dang, oh, he's just back on it, crushing these guys and doing his thing. The offense was clicking even after these mistakes. I'm so happy they got them out the way now. So hopefully in a game where we may not be able to overcome two fumbles, you know, and turnovers, we don't have it happen because these two guys are going to make sure they don't make that same mistake again in key situations. Yeah, this offense was really, it was clicking and it was really impressive to see. I thought there was way more creativity today from the offense. It just looked like there were more moments where I was like, oh, that was interesting, especially through the pass game. Drake yeah. London throwing a pass, throwing it left-handed too, which he he yeah. said after the game um, because he's right-handed officially, but that he's kind of like weirdly ambidextrous because he just will do certain things with his left hand, will do certain things with his right hand. And I'm the exact same way. And we had like a little bit of a bonding moment in the locker room because I was like, holy crap, I play tennis right-handed, but then I like can switch hit and I throw lefty and I play golf righty and I played hockey lefty. It's like all of these weird... And he's like, I'm the exact same way. So that was a fun moment, a little tidbit about Drake London there. But he had 78 yards receiving. Kyle Pitts led the team, 87 yards receiving. Johnu Smith, 67. Matt Collins, 29. Like You're going to have some happier guys if you're able to get more production through the air. And I just thought the offense in general, this is like much closer to what we expected to see yeah. than what we had seen the last couple of weeks when it just felt yep. very disjointed and discombobulated. Uh, one injury to keep an eye on moving forward is, is Caleb McGarry, who did not come back into the game after a knee injury. Uh, Storm Norton came in at right tackle in his place and, and kind of finished out the game there. I thought he played pretty well. At least I didn't notice any glaring, but they did help. I uh, think Storm Norton. Um, before we get out of here, Ovi, I want to end on this. Yeah. So they've been perfect at home this season, three and zero. They have won their last five home games dating back to last season. They've won six of their last seven. If they have another win next week, if they're able to keep this perfect kind of streak alive and really make Mercedes Mercedes Benz Stadium a, a home field advantage for this team, you're at four and two. What a start like that, you know, what kind of confidence does that instill in the locker room? And we can maybe even take the hypotheticals out of it and we can just keep it here right after this win three and two staying above 500 at this point in the season, just psychologically, what effect does that have on, on the team in the locker room? A winning record has the most important word in there winning uh, <laughs> that is important for a team that's that's I don't want to say young, but it, it's young as far it's as it's a mix it, of, it, of veterans, but like young important players. Yeah, yeah, it's it, 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 it's young regarding its formation. These group of guys, you know, talk about the one year contracts. It's not like True. this core yeah. has been together for a long time, and these are all grizzled guys who've been playing together for a while. No, this is a young team that has not been a unit like this, uh, you know, ever really, and. and to have them have the confidence that with this young quarterback and with this new defense and with these new coordinators and with this system that this is all going to work out. This all has something there that can really work out. That's everything. So I'm excited that the Falcons have put together some really great film to watch. They can feel confident that they have something special that really help the win moving forward. 
And I, I think you're starting to see in a game like this, the identity start to emerge. You know, you're seeing how everything can complement one each other. Or I think this has been a under Arthur Smith, especially the last two years, they have played team football and complementary football in a way that I find very impressive. And that was the case today. And, you know, I think it's one of the best games kind of all around that I've seen the Falcons play, even though you look at it and it's just 21 and 19 and you're like, okay, you know, that maybe was a a boring game or a weird game at some point. And no, I thought this was a really fun game that that can really be something for this team. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, Please uh, go ahead and share this podcast, spread the word. The Falcons are really exciting this season. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Uh, Subscribe. Check us out on YouTube if you can. Um, But we will be back Thursday. Until then, everybody, take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.